Just a quick word from our affiliates before we jump into the episode. SafePoint Loan Working App is a really simple way for you to manage loan working. Utilising what three words to get you pinpoint accuracy on the location of your people when you really need it. Get yourself a discount using the link and code in the description of this episode. Let's jump into today's podcast. What's up guys, welcome back to Rebranding Safety. Excuse my printer. Sometimes it just has little moments where it just starts freaking out and it just doesn't stop freaking out. Shut up. Health and safety is almost a victim of its own success. We need an oppressive regime of health and safety regulation. A huge fire engulfs the tower block in London. Children being forced to wear goggles to play conkers at school. Worst oil field disaster, 164 dead. Rebranding Safety, the modern health and safety podcast, crushing the stereotype. Brought to you by Riss Bluen and your host, James McPherson. What's up guys? Welcome back to Rebranded Safety. Rebranded Safety does exactly what it says on the tip. We're here to challenge those health and safety gone mad practices and change the perception of health and safety. Now, something slightly different this week and for the next couple of weeks. Because of everything that's going on, all this COVID stuff, etc., we've basically paused all of our content that was due to come up. And what we're doing is just doing a little mini panel uh, for about 30 to 40 minutes once a week with myself um, as a host, David McLean, as you know well, kind of bringing that mental health expertise, but also his phenomenal experience from uh, the Marines as well. Uh, Jonathan Dempsey, who you know has been on the podcast as well, um, from a business perspective as, as, as freshly starting Red Lace Consultancy, um, but also kind of reams and reams of kind of food safety management, health and safety management, risk management, the lot. Uh, and then Christian Harris as well coming from Slip Safety Services, but also Decontamination UK, cleaning. So he's going to bring that kind of also from a business owner perspective, but also that kind of cleanliness, hygiene point of view as well. And I think what we can do in this panel is just provide opinions and conversations that hopefully keep you engaged, keep, keep you entertained, but also help you out um, if you're in this kind of horrible time of trying to manage your business, manage your team, run a business yourself, or you're a manager within a large business, hopefully we'll be able to help you. So today we're going to cover just a kind of general overview of what it's like kind of managing a business, going through this process, of re- listening to the government guidance, etc, etc. But before we get into that, I just want to stress, absolutely stress, that this is just a conversation in this podcast and the future ones as well. And I'll say this every week, this is just a conversation. What we say in here is just our opinions and our conversations. Do not take what we say as for gospel. Check the government guidance. And just to reiterate what the government guidance currently is, is that you should only leave your house for one of four reasons. Shopping for basic necessities, for example, food, medicine, which must be as infrequent as possible. One form of exercise a day, for example, run, walk or cycle, alone or with members of your household. For any medical needs or provide care or help to a vulnerable person, travelling to and from work, but only where it's absolutely 
cannot be done from home. These four reasons are exceptions. Even when doing these activities, you should be minimizing the time spent outside of your home and ensuring two meters apart from everyone outside your household. Within the show notes, within the description of this video, of this podcast, there will be all the links to the government guidance, and NHS webpage as well in the link to the description so you can get everything you need to know right down in the description now if you haven't checked that stuff out just stop listening I don't care about the ratings or review just go and check that stuff out right if you like what these guys are saying in this podcast you can also check out them their links are in the description below over the next four weeks we're going to cover a few things so like I said in this episode we're going to talk about you know our business is left in the shit how do they manage this uh, and some kind of useful conversations and tips for general managing of a business or teams, etc. Next week, we're going to talk about the kind of practical management of COVID-19, of the risks and, and uh, from an overall risk management perspective. Remember, none of us in here are kind of science, scientists, sciologists, <laughs> scientists, viralists, whatever you would call these really intelligent people. We are just risk managers and risk professionals and within myself and Jonathan and cleanliness uh, experts in, in Christian and kind of mental health expert in David. These are just our opinions. Then the following week we're going to talk about mental health and well-being. You know, man, it is lonely. You know, I live with my wife and the dog and still it just feels a bit lonely sometimes. So we're going to talk about that in week three and then we're going to talk about what about all the other risks in our daily business, you know, your slips and your trips, your mental health, your stress, your fire, um, all of that stuff still exists whilst we're trying to deal with this pandemic as well. It's an absolute nightmare to be a safety professional, a manager, a business leader, project manager, a business manager, whatever you are, this is a nightmare time in this episode. These episodes are just here to voice concerns, to voice conversations, etc., to help you out. So we've recorded this episode right now today on Friday the 27th. You'll be listening to it on Monday. From now on, we will stop putting them out on Monday and we'll put them out on Fridays. The reason for this is because we're going to do in the future record on a Thursday and put it out on a Friday. The reason for that is we want to keep the information as relevant as possible. What we don't want to do is record on a Thursday or a Friday and then put it out on the Monday and everything's changed over the weekend. So the point of this is to try and keep it as relevant for you, you guys as possible. Alright, I'm going to shut up waffling on now. Don't forget, this is just our opinions, just conversations. Go to the government website. I'll catch you at the end of the podcast. Let's go. Okay, sure. welcome to podcast, gents. Um, so this is our first panel. So why don't we just firstly, all of you have actually been on the podcast, so everyone should know you anyway. Um, let's just go around, do a quick like check-in, introduce, introduce yourselves, um, what your business does, and then just kind of how, how are you doing? How are you dealing with all this? How's your, your family, etc. Just a little check-in. Um, let's go, Christian. Hi, thanks, James. Uh, Christian Harris. Um, I've got uh, my my main business is called Slip Safety Services. So, my previous appearance on the podcast was all talking about slips, trips, and falls. Um, but we do a lot of work in helping clients to maintain safe and hygienically clean environments. Uh, and we've actually got a, a division of the business that's involved specifically in kind of hygiene, cleaning, and disinfection and decontamination. Which obviously, with uh, with everything that's going on at the moment. Um, it's pretty busy um 
I'm uh, I'm currently at home with my uh, wife and two kids, uh, both under five, and our youngest actually is um, asthmatic. So we're doing our best to sort of uh, shield him as much as we can from the virus by staying at home. Nice, nice, good. Uh, Jonathan. Hi, I'm Jonathan Dempsey, director of Red Laces. It's a brand new risk-based consultancy that we created in the last month or so. And previously, I came on the pod where we looked at compliance stops the conversation. And so that's my experience last year. Uh, I'm at home with my wife and two dogs. Uh, we don't have any children, so uh, there's no little ones uh, around, but uh, we've got two little four-legged friends which keep um, us active. And so uh, this past week or so, really, we spent a lot of time out running, cycling, the kind of the one daily exercise. I'm really social, social media. I listen to a lot of webinars and, and kind of uh, social media content because that really just seems to be the, the game changer of the past couple of weeks. I talk about businesses being able to pivot uh, and really be relevant now. Um, mm. so, so really kind of cool. Utilizing the time to upskill. David? Yes. Hi, um, David. David McLean. I've been on the podcast before, of course, as well. Um, I own uh, a business called DRM Group, and we help businesses and individuals with their mental health, mental well-being. So it's prevalent. It's been prevalent, as you know, well, it's always been prevalent, but particularly in businesses over the last two, three, four years. Um, and then specifically, of course, what's going on at the moment uh, as, as people start to get a little bit more frustrated um, etc. Um, feeling the loneliness, whatever may well be going on as, as people are self-isolating, etc. Uh, and specifically me, I'm self-isolating. Um, I'm on my own. I'm quite happy with that, actually, except like in the moment. Um, but um, yeah, I'm keeping myself busy, busy with work, busy with own personal development and busy with calls, Zoom, etc calls so um so i'm um, actually quite a busy time uh, of it and, uh, and at the moment i'm doing fine so, yeah. good good and everyone knows me hopefully so my name is Jed, but first one you uh, from from this perspective probably a youtuber and podcaster even that makes my skin crawl call myself a youtuber um <laughs> as as for personally um sitting around at home i'm a bit bored of this now if i'm honest and we're, we're like the end of week one not even a full week. I've had enough, if I'm honest. Uh, I definitely took for granted seeing friends and family. Um, but me and the wife get on really well, so that's a, that's a plus. The dog's all right. But yeah, I need to get out cycling more, Jonathan, the same as you. Okay, so we're going to talk about today, like about businesses in general, just kind of a general chat about you're, you're all kind of business owners, new or, or into it, or, or it doesn't really matter. Um, first that I want to kind of talk about is like, how clear for businesses it's been to know really whether they should be working or not so just to kind of make it clear to start off with I, I didn't get it at first I thought that pretty much all businesses other than key workers or essential services should have stopped um, and I put a post on about some paintings and decorators next year and shout out to Jamie Summerland who, who kind of pointed me in the right direction so essentially healthcare uh, social workers that um, and the specialists and supporters of them they should be their key workers education and child is key workers key public services local services sorry local and national governments food and necessary goods public safety 
security, security, transport, utilities, communication, financial services. They're the key workers, so they carry on as normal. However, um, where possible, they should be working from home. Yeah. Um, and then there's this like little caveat in there, like work carried out in people's homes, for example, like tradespeople can carry on as long as there's no symptoms of the person in the house. They're not in in kind of contact with those people. Personally, I don't own a business, but I feel like there's a lot of confusion there for a lot of business owners. I don't know what you guys thought about that. Um, I mean, JD, do you think it was was clear when you when you kind of heard the announcement and looked into it, or do you, do you have the same feeling? I can certainly see, and I can certainly see the challenge that the government's had in, in trying to uh, marry up very quickly the science isn't as clear as we would want it straight away with trying to put a public policy that uh, many people can understand the majority i think one of the conflicts or the challenges lack of financial support initially so most people probably felt that they had to go to work and unless they couldn't then they kind of left and if you're self-employed well you haven't necessarily got your employed questions so i think it was i think government and Agents have done as much as they could rapidly. Bear in mind, they've made decisions in, in minutes or hours that might normally take months or years to have taken. You think about the years we've spent on Brexit, about one tiny little thing, <coughs> and, and the world's changed in so many ways in that sort So, so I think it was relatively clear. I think then, I think it's all about people. So it, you then take it to your own personal situation, and I think then that's where the grey areas start to come in, mm. and there are many different personal situations, even across us here on here today, uh, we've all got slight nuances. Um, I think it is clearer now, now that a lot of people have been furloughed, uh, so you do now stay at home. I think self-employed, I guess it's risk, isn't it, as well? It's, if you've got one person, tradesperson, go to one person's house where there's one small family, that's different from you know, people going out and being surrounded by lots of people. So it's easy to keep that two metre rule. Mm. I, know, I, I do think that's a fair point and, and I think like the word essential is banded around quite a lot and um, and I, I made kind of an interesting point with a friend of mine when we were talking about it was you know everyone's work is essential to themselves isn't it like what what's essential mean like my going to my, me getting paid is essential to paying the bills and keeping my house running so it, essential to who was an interesting point Christian, like as a kind of, from a business owner point of view, did you did you get it? Did you know I'm going to work the next day regardless, or did did you think I don't really care? I need to go to work, or, or what was what was your kind of thought process? I mean, I think I echo what uh, Jonathan says in terms of um, applauding the government for getting done what they have done um, so rapidly, because I think uh, you know it's a very very difficult situation to say the least, and evolving yeah. by the day. Um, so, from from my perspective, obviously, I'm kind of in the kind of cleaning industry, um, and uh, there's been a lot of talk among some of the industry associations and so on that cleaning and FM uh, people should be classified under this kind of essential work because obviously, if uh, a hospital isn't cleaned, then the hospital can't operate. Uh, if um, a data centre isn't cleaned, that can't operate, and so on and so forth. So. I mean, our, our stance on this, uh, we, we published some guidance pretty quickly, which is that we're planning to operate uh, as much as we can business as usual in terms of our delivery of work. We've taken a few steps, uh, for example, putting together uh, an online estimating tool. So rather than us having to actually physically go out to look at a job, 
uh, and therefore, you know, uh, take in all of those contingent risks or present those risks potentially to clients. We're able to do that online. Um, we deliver most of our work overnight anyway, and that's kind of continuing. And we're doing obviously everything we can to uh, enable the kind of social distancing with mm. our teams. Um, but I mean, our, our view is that we're getting calls. Um, you know, we've had uh, we've had a confirmed case. We need to get our building uh, decontaminated before we can let anyone else back in. Um, if that's not essential, I'm not really sure what is. Mm. Yeah, I've seen a few few people kind of doing a full decontamination service and on 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 LinkedIn and stuff like that. Um, as much as I'm kind of going round the the group and getting opinions, if people want to chime in, just chime in, gents. Um, just just start talking, and eventually somebody will show up. Uh, David, I think David, it's a couple a couple of points I want to touch on with you. Firstly, kind of personally from from your point of view as a business owner, but then secondly, like you know how, how important really from I kind of this this is a stressful time, and I know we're going to touch on mental health in in, in a later panel podcast. Um, how, by the way, if anyone can think of a name for this panel, then let let us know, guests and guests and people listening. Um, but like, this is a stressful time, and we're going to cover mental health. But how important is that kind of clear communication? Um, in a process like this, in a kind of real pandemic, panicky kind of time, you know that kind of probably pulling on your military experience as well is that kind of clear communication of everybody knows what they must do and mustn't do how important is that yeah i mean obviously it's vitally important but i'm just touching your first point there in terms of my business yeah i mean a lot of what we do is working with businesses in their business and so obviously that's not happening at the moment however we do love, we do run online programs as well um generally more for the individuals which we have and, and so it's just kind of all moved online for us it was pretty clear for me i actually was echoing the other two guys as well and, and how good the government i feel have um responded but i think it's it's pretty clear to me what what's necessary and um i was it's quite obvious for me that I was needed to stay at home. Mm. Um, but in terms of the communication, the clear communications, yeah, as, as well, your listeners, uh, viewers don't know, but I used to be in the Marines as well. So I left the Marines to become a psychologist. So I've kind of got that background, if you like, and, and, and within the military and within anywhere. And uh, the communication is vitally important that it's clear and that people know what they're doing. Because people, by and large, want to do the right thing. And some might, you know, tread a little bit over the line uh, from time to time, but majority of people are good people and they want to do the right thing. But of course, mm. did the government, the government is new to them as well and they're intelligent mm. people, but did they know exactly what was meant to happen? Did they know exactly what was, I mean, there's no situation that's been like this um, for, for a very, very long time. So there's nothing to reference it. And so um, I think they're doing well. And, uh, but yeah, communications is particularly Clear. Fear is one of the main things that people um, have. It's an evolutionary response. So fear of the unknown, of course, is, is one of the key areas at the moment. So clear communication at least helps to reduce that fear a little bit. Mm. I do think um, <clears throat> that uh, it's it's getting clearer by the day, you know, because obviously yeah. that as we said, it's 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 so rapidly evolving, and, and and they're clarifying and clarifying and stuff. I mean, I think the the initial. Um, advice, shall we say, uh, to stay at home, what clearly wasn't being um, taken in by as many people as 
they wanted it to be. Uh, so I think that's why we had the yeah. announcement where, you know, you've got to do this and it's going to be enforced. Uh, albeit we haven't gone quite as far as, as some other countries and hopefully we don't need to uh, from the perspective of being too kind of draconian. Um, I do think <clears throat> there's still some clarifications that are needed. I know we saw the um, further information about self-employed people. Um, but, for example, the furlough scheme, um, I've been hearing from uh, people who've said, you know, my staff have kind of said, we're we're going home because they're expecting now to be paid 80% of their salary to do nothing, but actually the business is still operating. Mm -hmm. And to me, anyway, I think my interpretation mm -hmm. is correct. The furlough isn't, isn't through choice. Uh, it's actually through... Uh, the, the scheme is designed such that it's to prevent people from being laid off that otherwise would have been laid off. So, you know, let's say in my business, for example, where we're yeah. still operating because what we do is needed right now. Um, my guys can't turn around and say, oh, we're going to sit at home. We want to go on furlough because, you know, we wouldn't be making them redundant. If anything, we're looking to hire more people. Um, so I think, you know, that, that maybe uh, wasn't explained as well yeah. as it could have been at the time. But again, you can only do what you can do, and I think I think overall it's 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 pretty clear. Mm. From what I understand, as a furlough, is it's the the business owners or leaders' decision to make the same as it would be a redundancy. So you free gents. I think it has to be agreed. Furlough. Yeah, yeah. The business mm. um, the business has to want to do it or agree to do it, but then the 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 um, employee has to agree. But but obviously, in in, in practical sense. If um, if your boss came to you and said we're going to make you redundant, um, or you can go on to furlough and get eighty percent of your pay, mm. nobody's going to turn that down. No, no, that's for sure. Yeah, it's um, such an interesting time. I think I think I would kind of echo what all three of you are saying about I've been quite impressive of how the government have managed this, and I think a lot of people seem to be saying that, regardless of whether you voted from or not, that people do seem to have. Um, solidified behind this leader which is impressive which i don't think i've ever seen in my lifetime from a political point of view um but although i did i did see i did see, sorry, i did see something i think it was on on facebook or twitter saying um uh why hasn't the prime minister brought that blonde buffoon with him this time when it was uh, rishi sunak doing some sort of press conference on his own <laughs> Uh, I was quite impressed with Rushdie, <laughs> actually. Um, yeah, but there's, and just to come on, jump on on the other point you you, you said there, Christian. I think the, the advice is is growing and becoming clearer and clearer by the day as as they learn. Which kind of comes in, into your point, David. That you know the government have never dealt with this before either. Um, and and it's funny you should say that because it yeah. was last night was the first time I actually visually noticed a difference. And I was walking the dog about quarter to six which is like on my road is an extremely busy road at peak time and i got to a crossroad which is normally backed up until about half six seven o'clock and there was three cars at this and, and it was creepy like it was like for, for in that yeah, second yeah. i was like okay so some it's changed I, people are listening now mm, i live um uh in in london under the i'm under the london city flight path and i'm sort of i can hear the heathrow flight path and david i know lives pretty much under the in west london under the uh, the heathrow flight path and it's really eerie yeah. not having airplanes um flying over i bet yeah have you noticed a difference where you are J uh, jd it's fairly fairly quiet i've just been out and um, before this um, uh, on a bike just to go and get some fresh air around some country lanes and and there were more bikes 
and track them cars. Um, mm. They were literally so, so that that is quite strange. Yeah, it is a lot. It is a lot quieter. Mm. Interesting. I was going to say, I've noticed as well, I mean, where I'm, it's, it's the same in the southwest London, but um, there's definitely a difference. However, it's quite funny, when I'm going out for a daily run uh, and I go through Battersea Park, there's people everywhere. It's mm. really, really busy. It's um, social distancing. Everybody's doing like Everybody's either individuals or they're in couples. They look like people who are also together, if you like, so they're not just randoms meeting up for friendship, you know, type thing. So everybody's doing the right thing, but there's mm. actually quite a lot of people out. I mean obviously central London you know is a busy place a lot of people around but everybody is doing the right thing again it's or the vast majority of people are doing the right thing and it's and uh, I'm really glad that um, Boris Johnson said that in terms of as you said it's uh, Chris you said about draconian measures, measures sorry um, actually that they're getting outside um, and getting some sort of Share getting exercise, as you know, I can have a lot of time in production and the importance of, as you said, there, you know, not interacting with people. You've got your wife, obviously, but you know, other people and interacting and, and talking to people, it's, it's tremendously important to, to do that for our own well being. And, mm. and if this isn't for a little while, nobody really knows, do they? Then it's important to keep that kind of to keep yourself topped up, so to speak. I think so. So, yeah, it's good. It's good. I, I would agree. I had one of the dog walk this morning. Um, to, and to kind of like back up what happened last night at the dog walk this morning, people are taking those two meter wide berths, and there was just there was a couple walking their dog, and they obviously knew this lady who was running, and they were conversing, they were having a conversation, but there was like this clear two meter gap, and I was just like, do you know what? Yeah. From, from I don't know about you, JD, <laughs> from from a kind of behavioural safety point of view, this is fascinating to just sit and watch everything that's going on. It's absolutely fascinating. Certainly, I mean, if you took it to, if you took, put this in an organisational context, you're essentially saying you talk to your weeks mm. because you've literally got a major change. There's been a little bit of coercion, there's been a little bit of some rules and some guidance, but essentially to physically see that where you are, you know, in, in kind of uh, you know, Northamptonshire, down in London, we're in Warwickshire, to see that so far. Um, but I think the thing that's, I mean, probably two things that strike me. One is that mental health was picked out quite early on or very early on by the government. So in all their advice and their guidance, they actually recognise the importance of mental health and well-being. About the fact that actually get out and do some exercise, do some uh, get some uh, fresh air. They, that was right in the September. I don't think five, I think five months ago or even a year ago, that would have been the case. And social media as well. One of the things a lot earlier on in some of these webinars this week was that in the past, I think you, you kind of had the parent child or the or the older generation telling the younger generation what to do. In terms of this kind of distancing, um, through social media, there's been a lot of talk that it's been the sort of the Generation Z that have been telling their parents and their, their grandparents, this is what you need to do and why, this is important. Because I think if you, perhaps let's say the older generation may be getting their news from the BBC or the ITC, and they might only tune in on the 6 o'clock or the 10 o'clock news. So they're getting some news once or twice a day, a few times a week, whereas Generation Z and probably many of us here are we're on social media, so we're getting this by the minute. So even space half a day, we've learned so much and we can see why it's important. We've got that international context as well. And again, yeah. that's but, um, I think a lot of sort of parents, grandparents, whatever, are slowly getting the message, but even they are changing very, very quickly. But this is still all happening for weeks in this country. So mm. it's revenue. I think this will have it will have game changing implications for 
the future of our economy. People are not going to go back to just sitting in offices, just have, you know, will rush hour ever be this? Will we go back to having a rush hour? Mm, yeah, it's interesting. I was talking to uh, a gentleman this morning from a very digitally kind of business that could quite easily do it from home, but he said, you know, before this, working from home was like blasphemy in our office, uh, and now everybody's working from home. So I, I've just, as you were saying that, I was just writing on my hand because I haven't got my bloody notebook, but like, I think there's a, there's a good conversation around like how we communicate through social media um, and any innovation and change to our work in life that could come from this. So we'll, we'll remember that one. Maybe we'll talk about that. There's a couple more things I want to touch on. I'm just conscious of time. I don't want to go too um, go go too long on this. So, what are your thoughts on on the kind of sub the, the support businesses owners are going are getting? You know, from from Rishi's. <clears throat> Rushy, I think I've pronounced that right. What the the kind of support they financially they're announcing? I know, like you made a very good point, JD, that it, it varies. You know, everyone's got such a different situation. But generally, I was, I mean, I caveat this: I'm not a business owner. You know, I'm sitting pretty. I carry on working from my laptop. I'm still getting paid. You know, for me, this is easy. But for some people, like all three of you, you know, this was probably a bit of a uh, a very nerve-wracking time watching that announcement being like am I going to get some support or not or do you need it etc but I know all nearly all of my friends are self-employed and their whatsapp was silent you know social media was silent everybody was watching Rushi's announcement hmm. Hmm. I mean from from my perspective I think that um sort of sorry to go over old ground but <clears throat> it's still a bit of a work in progress but I think what's been done clearly is giving a certain level of comfort to the majority, the vast majority of, of business owners that they can kind of weather the storm and they'll have a business on the other side of it. Um, mm. Of course, lots of that is coming through uh, or in real, in reality will come through loans and things like that. But then, you know, look, the whole country is going to have a lot of debt as a result of this, as in, you know, UK PLC. And therefore, you know, the businesses probably should, should shoulder um, some of that burden as well. Mm. I suppose my concerns <clears throat> are, I'm hearing, you know, that, that these loans, which are kind of trumpeted as being all singing, all dancing up to five million quid at the sort of SME um, side of things, are not uh, in practice proving quite as easy to get hold of as as it appeared. And I wonder whether mm. that will, again, be something that changes over time and maybe the rules are being relaxed. I mean, things like personal guarantees and so on and so forth, you know, that's not really the spirit of of what I think the Chancellor had in, in mind. Um, so, you know, I think by the time we speak again um, on this panel, things will have moved on and, and, and perhaps mm. it'll be even more clear. But, uh, I mean, I think there's that kind of... What, what's worrying, I think, people is that the, the bigger businesses um, are probably going to be secure because they're doing measures for them. The smaller businesses are probably OK. And there is this kind of middle chunk um, that at the moment probably feel a little bit... Uh, nervous. So, I mean, I've been speaking with a lot of my clients and they're still in panic mode, to be honest. They're still not really, really sure you know, what's going on and whether they're going to have a business at the end of this yeah. because they've got loads of costs which kind of haven't been um, allocated for it, it yet. I did hear, I don't know whether Rushi said it or somebody said it, but I was listening to Radio 4 or just, it was when they announced it and I'm, I don't know whether I missed You're it. You're aging yourself, it. James. Yeah, and tell me about it. Um, so, I was listening to the radio four and they did say, you know, we're going to lose some businesses at the end of this. And I don't know if that was the chancellor of the exchequer that said that or somebody else. Uh, but I thought that was a, that was a big call to announce that on BBC radio four, that 
you know, we are going to lose some business. But, uh, but going back to what David uh, said about communication and clarity, we, you know, we are going to lose some businesses. Lots of people are going to die. Um, lots of people are going to be in trouble for very, you know, financially and, and health wise. And that's unfortunately, that's the reality. Uh, but I think we, we need to confront it. I think if I had one criticism of the government, I, I, I got the impression that to start with, they were trying to sort of shield us all from the reality of this and kind mm. of mollycoddle us a bit. And actually, I think it's better just to be upfront and say, look, um, we are we are in the shit here as a, as a country. My first uh, swear word on a podcast. So. Um, <laughs> uh, as a country and... <laughs> no, I know. Uh, uh, and as a world, and you know, we've got to confront it and get through it. From, from a business perspective, I mean, most businesses that I know of, mine included, don't have anywhere near, you know, a year's worth of, 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 of free cash to keep mm. going forever. So, you know, the government had to step in and do something, but that unfortunately still doesn't mean that every business is going to be saved. Mm. From a personal point of view, I think I'm probably sitting in the, the 1% of, of people that actually are not going to get any support at all. Uh, mm. I'm just red laces in the past month or two. Um, I don't know how clear the three years of uh, previous to call in on. Um, so absolutely. the only advice I had from, so I listened to the, uh, the Martin Lewis show last night and I tweeted in some uh, questions. I think the only thing that's available is to, to go back to my previous employer and ask them to furlough me on the 80%, which a lot of uh, employers are willing to do, but it's down to the, it's down to the individual employers to where they're prepared to. It still gets financed by the government, so there's no cost for them, but that will be the only thing. So I think that's... Uh, Interesting. I think from a, just picking up on Christian's point about the... Um, trying to shield us. I think one of the things that I reflected on this is that whenever I'm in a, working within a team, leading teams and, and, and directing teams, I, I often refer back to the um, transition curve, the uh, Fisher's transition curve, based on the tran um, the change curve. I think you've probably seen that at a macro level, political level with the government and then also businesses and even families and individuals as to that kind of denial phase. You know, mm -hmm. this is somewhere in China we've not heard of. It, it's a news item. And then it's become, well, it's coming to Italy. Okay, well, Italy's across the channel. We're, we're an island. We, we can look at America and kind of decide to be part of Europe. And then all of a sudden it's landed in here. Um, and I think I'll say that we've had some of that denial, the acceptance, and then the coming out of the side. And I think if we look at the, uh, again, the social media, the, the influence, they're seeing a real opportunity here, a real opportunity. But there'll be some legacy businesses. And we, we heard this week that Primark, for instance, have closed all their stores. They don't have any online business to fall back on, whereas actually a lot of online businesses that can. Uh, we've seen a lot of um, uh, catering businesses, restaurants, even some Michelin-style restaurants deciding to do you know, home deliveries. So actually, for the first time ever, probably in the UK, well, it's still in the future. Your Chinese takeaway, your Indian takeaway, and your Michelin-star takeaway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I... Business. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm quite from a from a uh, a business perspective, and in many other ways, I'm actually quite optimistic about the situation. As in, I think that you know, we'll we'll come through the other side, and actually, uh, I think there'll be a greater togetherness for for within the country and within the world. And I think we'll all be we'll all feel like we're more uh, in it together, and there'll be less division. I'm hoping that this will help us to kind of uh, settle down the whole Brexit uh, division. I, I think stuff. that's in interesting. Um, you should say that because. Um, <clears throat> Every, everyone I spoke to on the phone, I say, how are you? And then everyone goes, yeah, I'm all right. You know, it's a bit difficult. Except when I rang Dave, when uh, I rang David the other day and I said, hey, David, how are you? And he went, I'm great. I'm brilliant. 
I'm absolutely amazing. So I think optimism is David's uh, main tool. So you're quite positive about this. Yeah, and um, yeah, I'm positive about life. Um, it doesn't mean I don't have down days. You know, I'm a human being, but um, uh, positivity allows you to move forward. Uh, again, a, a saying that is very was famous from the, the the Marines is adapt and overcome. Uh, and you certainly don't have to be in the military to, to do that. And, and that's exactly what these these takeaway businesses are doing, Michelin star for takeaways. And, and, I, and I know there's some people in some businesses that are just, that they don't have a door to open, you know, for whatever reason, through bad choices or just, just the way that things are. So I'm not saying that every, it's the same for every single person, but it's time to stand up in my mind and, 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 and sort of so say, right, what can I do? Where can I help? What can I do to make changes? How can I... What the, what's the things that I want to do in my own life that are going to help and with, uh, help myself and help others? And um, yeah, no, I'm I'm very positive. I think everything happens for a reason, and uh, um, and there's a bigger reason for things. And um, and, and I agree with Christian. I know it take away from the seriousness of people losing lives, etc. Of course, I'm, I'm well aware of that. But at the end of it, I think there's, there's going to be some some real good positives and i do think there is like a, a huge moral kind of dilemma with this in that you're you're if you're a business owner and i'm i'm you know speaking from assumptions and conscious we're coming to a time but um you you may have a small team you may have quite a large team and it's quite uh well known that you know startups and small and medium-sized enterprises are very much like families because they're much smaller businesses and if it gets to a point where your business is like you say, David, no doors to kind of open and you're having to lay staff off, you know, that furlough kind of information of 80% pay from the government must have been a sigh of relief because that was just before people were getting furloughs anyway and mm. but it was no pay. And that must just be such a horrible moral dilemma to be in as a business owner, to be, you know, pieing your staff off because you've got no other option, but yet you know the staff have now got no yeah. other option as well. Mm. Particularly when you juxtapose that with your legal obligation as a company director to act in the best interest of of the company and its shareholders, mm. you know, so you can't, um, you know, you have to do that because otherwise you could end up in court, you know, uh, which I know in that scenario probably would never happen, but you do have that, um, you do have that obligation. That's a really good point. I do find it interesting when you read a lot of the comments and people are. A very Facebook's a safe place, isn't it? You know, you can be very judgmental, but so there's a lot of people just, you know, being very hard. And I remember seeing this post of this gentleman was like, We earn basically a lot of money, we furloughed all of our staff. This was before the announcement that furlough is going to be supported. Um, we, 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 we've got so much savings that we're uh, that we're not going to get any financial support, you know, any advice. And he got absolutely destroyed in the comments. Like, you've just told us you've got so much money and all this, and you've hired all your staff <laughs> off. I'm sure he was, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> mate, what have you just done to yourself? But still, you know, <laughs> it must have been a hard decision for him. Or, I don't know. I don't know. Difficult. I think it, what, one of the things that will be interesting is around this is kind of that there are some some companies that we've you know and and but um, both larger companies like um, uh, Mike Ashley's crew and also things like shops and pharmacies where there's kind of a bit of profiteering going on and I do think that you know crisis management 101 is is 
uh, think about the uh, the long term, not just the short term. And I, so I do think there'll be potentially some quite big fundamental shifts. And some of these companies that are seen as profiteering off of this are probably going to lose custom in the long run, albeit they might make some money in, in the short term. So that you know that probably would be a good example that that company's reputation, you know, by anybody that, that saw that is 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 probably going to suffer. I do think this is the time as well for to social media to kind of come into its own rights and you're seeing a lot of nice stories out there but the, and that probably my main intention of this panel is to just kind of voice ideas and stuff like that um, and, and like you say David it's that time to kind of stand up you know stand up and say I'm struggling I need some help or stand up and say I'm fine but I can help or, or whatever it is so that yeah let's kind of bring this to an end and if you were to kind of just offer any kind of advice or if you've got one crazy idea for someone that runs a business like i don't know food delivery or whatever then and then just use this as an opportunity to say goodbye with a an idea or some advice or or whatever and uh and we'll come back next week let's start with jonathan we haven't heard for you for a bit i say um it's all about people uh, it's all about relationships. Uh, we need to find new ways to build relationships and, and maintain our relationships as well. Technology is going to be the key, the key enabler to that. So it's a real uh, opportunity for, for all, all of us to become technology savvy or social media savvy so that we can take part in that. Because at the moment we're, like say, week one into this, month three into this, uh, and you've got people who are not technology savvy. They're going to miss out. They're going to miss out on the connectivity. They're going to miss out on what's going on because the, you know, the, the news programs on a daily basis aren't going to be able to keep up with the pace of what's going on. So it's all about people. But I think how how that comes to life is going to be is going to be digital, and it's going to, and it's now. It's quite an interesting, just quickly on that, Jonathan, there's quite an interesting uh, post I shared uh, earlier, which you should have a look at, I think, but basically a project manager, it looks like a project manager from like a construction business, basically like wrote a very nasty post about safety professionals saying, where are you now? Um, you know, you were walking around telling us to put a hard hat on and stuff. Where are you now? You know, this is a, a global, and I, do you know what? I was struggled to argue against them. Granted, you know there is an argument to say safety professionals haven't got that much control. We influence more than we change when we make decisions. But uh, I think it was a fair point. You should um, you should have a look at that and read the comments. But it's quite interesting. Um, David, any any kind of tips, tricks, or uh, advice? Um, yeah, for me, it's quite simply focus on what you do want, not what you don't want, and look in the direction that you want to go into not in the direction that you don't want to go into. Think about things that help you move forward and not the other way around. Don't ignore the situation you're in and don't stick your head in the sand, obviously, but tell a different story and and start to look and think, where can I move to when I do? How can I help myself? How can I help other people? How can I move forward in this situation that I'm in? That's what I would say. I like that. Christian? That's good. I think... <clears throat> Not, nothing specific from a business perspective, but I think <clears throat> what I would uh, hope that comes out of this, as I said, is, is a bit of a coming together. But I think everybody that's got a bit more time now, um, whether they're furloughed or whether they've got a bit of a lull in business or whatever it might be, I think actually it's a really great opportunity to take advantage of that time, albeit in bad circumstances, to do um, you know some personal development and some introspection mm. and some goal setting and, and you know work on um, where you want to get to and what 
what your skills are and whether that's digital or whatever it might be or relationships with people so i think you know let's i guess it's a mindset thing but trying to trying to turn it into as much of a positive as you can i think that's that's the message i'd like to get out there i like that uh of the, the day after the announcement of the the kind of lockdown in quotations um my my friend put a post on on facebook saying you know thanks for the three week holiday to spend with my kids and my wife um boris i'm i'm gonna make the most of it and he's literally just picked his guitar up again he borrowed some recording mm. equipment off of me and he's just playing guitar playing with his kids you know and he's loving life like every time i text him i'm like how are you he's like yeah this is awesome don't get me wrong i did say to him you must have some money stuffed in your mattress or something like that and he said yeah i've always kind of saved for you know a rainy day just in case something like that, which is very smart and some people didn't do that i understand that so he's very you know in a luxury position but it was a nice post to see you know, this kind of my friend just saying, I'm just going to take a three-week holiday with my little girls and my wife. It was nice. On that very positive yeah. note then, um, we'll leave it there. All the links and, and stuff for government advice for everybody is in the description. Um, we will also link to all three of these gentlemen's websites in the description as well. So Jonathan Redlaces, David from DRM, and Christian from... We'll link both for Christian Slip Safety Services and oh, thank de- you. Decam- Decontamination UK Cleaning. Sorry, I got that wrong, didn't I? Um, That's alright. Because <laughs> you're greedy, you get two two links, and uh, and with all the spare time that everyone's got, they can obviously start listening to Rebranded Safety podcasts. We have a quite a big backlog of at least a year, and all three of these fine gentlemen have been on. So we'll we'll come back next week. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Okay, pleasure. Stay safe, everyone. Okay, guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Let us know if you did on LinkedIn, um, on YouTube, wherever you're listening, on the podcast. Let us know in the comments, you know, how how you're getting on through this. Um, you know, like David and I said, this is the time to stand up and ask for help. You've got four amazing people in this podcast, I speak, you know, for myself, <laughs> um, that, that are willing to help you. You know, send me a message, ring me up. I'm, I'm happy to just have a chat with you and help you out in these kind of crazy times. So... Stand up, make yourself known. If you want to hear more of this or you want us to discuss a a project or a a specific subject, let us know and we will discuss it. If you've got any questions, let us know as well and we'll we'll bring them up in the podcast. Like I said at the beginning, all the government websites and NHS websites are in the description below um, and all the links to the gentleman's websites are also in the description below. Any kind of posts that I might have mentioned or a couple of interesting LinkedIn posts that I've come across with um, around COVID, I've linked in the description as well to try and help you guys out. I will see you next Friday. Remember, so this you're listening on Monday, the podcast is going to come out this Friday. So for me, it's next Friday, but for you right now, it's this Friday. So tune in on Friday. If you've got any questions, let us know and we'll answer them live on the podcast. Catch you later. Safe. Hey everyone, just a quick message from our affiliate program. Using DRM's online course, you can learn to move away from feelings of anger and frustration and get yourself some lasting positive change. Click the link in the description of this episode to get yourself a discount. And thank you for listening to Rebranded Safety.